are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all to recap a win, a much needed Pelicans victory, snapping a losing streak that they had been on, um, beating the Washington Wizards at home in the Smoothie King Center, 124-106. We're going to spend the first two segments talking about this game this game's interesting like it's a much needed win right they got some good performances out there from zion from bi we'll break down some of those because bi in particular was in like complete control in this game i felt like particularly in the second half where he was outstanding zion did his zion things but on the flip side of it it's the washington wizards right like we talked about this in the preview yesterday they're missing everybody should this game at times been as close as it was? And I think the answer is no. And it kind of led me to some sort of realization here when it comes to this team and what we're seeing out on the court. So I want to talk about that. So kind of good and then the bad from this team uh, over the first two segments. Then we're going to touch on Bradley Beal. Couple of other things when it comes to trade stuff too, um, because Beal certainly put on a performance that should make you want him here in New Orleans. We'll break it all down for you in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So before anything, I just want to apologize quickly for the audio quality. I know this isn't the – I hope this doesn't sound bad, and it's, I'm using a different setup here today for a couple of reasons. Um, so I'm not used to my normal setup, which hopefully I'll be able to go back to tomorrow for everything. But hopefully it doesn't sound bad, but that's just the reason it sounds different. One-off thing. Definitely want to give you the type of audio quality that you want to hear that I pride myself on, which, by the way, is one of the better ones, I think on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So we'll get back to that um, tomorrow, but dealing with just a couple of things today, so we're making do in the best of the situation. So that all said, let's get into the Pelicans' 124-106 victory over the Washington Wizards. First two things that are really going to jump out at you in this game, if you watched it, one is probably closer than it should have been, but we'll talk about that in the next segment here. But really, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, kind of tale of two halves, right? You had Zion Williamson in the first half really doing kind of whatever he wanted. They had no answer for him on the inside. He scored 32 points on the night on 16 shots. That's unbelievably good efficiency. 75 shooting percent here. He's 12 of 16. That's really, really good. Getting to the line and then made his free throws. 11 trips, made seven of, seven of them for him. That's really good. The first half for Zion Williamson in this one, 20 points on the night. He was on route to a 40-point game. They had no answer. And look, they shouldn't have. They don't have Thomas Bryant for the season. This should have been an easy victory for New Orleans. Um, and then in the second half, when they kind of really focused in on him, Alex Len had that hard foul against him, the flagrant, um, which kind of led to a little bit rougher play from the Washington Wizards for a period of time where they were keen in on Zion Williamson, much more so than they were to start the game. It was Brandon Ingram who stepped up. He also finished with 32 points on the night, shooting an efficient 12 of 19 and 7 of 12 from deep. Seven made threes is outstanding from him. But in the second half, he was awesome. I don't know what the Wizards were doing against him, but in the second half, he was 8 of 8, 5 of 5 from deep, 21 points. He was perfect in the second half. Not quite the stat line that Austin Rivers put up in the first half for the Knicks the other day where he put up 25 on perfect shooting too, but also 5 of 5 from deep. The Washington Wizards 
their defense, which which stinks, and we mentioned stinks, really had no idea how to guard Brandon Ingram this in this game. And Ingram realized it and just took advantage. One of the things that I'm going to mention is kind of a downside for New Orleans. One of the things I didn't like in this game is points in the paint. You wanted to see them be a little bit more aggressive, get down low and try and score. But here's the thing. The Wizards were trying to take that away from Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans, and he took what they gave him. Any time there was a pick set on the on the perimeter on the three-point line running a pick and roll with someone else, the Wizards went under it. So the man the sets the pick, say it's Steven Adams, and Ingram's defender has to kind of figure out what to do with this pick. This is what we mean by going above the screen or underneath the screen. And the defender could choose to go above the screen, so in between the ball screener and the guy with the ball. So in this case, between Steven Adams and Brandon Ingram. And if usually you do that, you're going to give up a drive to the basket, so you better have help defense back there. If you go under the screen, though, you're trying to take away a drive by giving yourself a little bit of cushion. So if a guy gets ahead of steam and starts going downhill, like B.I. could do, at least you're able to kind of keep up with him because you've got a couple of steps there. But if you go underneath the screen, you're going to give up a three-point shot to a good shooter. Teams against Steph Curry, you go above the screen all the time because if you drop below them and give them a little bit of space, they're going to launch it. Same thing with J.J. Redick. But by going underneath the screen, which the Washington Wizards did every single time, they gave B.I. an open three-point shot. And you know what? He recognized that. He shot it, and he was making them. Can't ask for much more than 5 of 5 in the second half for him to really kind of put this game away. Also had an unbelievable assist to Zion Williamson for the lob, which was really the dagger that iced this game in the victory for New Orleans. Overall, a win is a win. New Orleans really needed that. They're off of a three-game losing streak now. You start off this homestand by getting a much-needed victory and just getting some positive momentum with you. And with all the trade rumors out there and everything that's been going on, you know that can overtake a team, I think, to a certain degree. Getting a win focuses on winning basketball and other things and maybe quiets those rumors down a little bit too. So I think that's a real important thing. You also saw kind of a mixed game from Eric Bledsoe in this both good and bad. At times, he was looking really good. His three-point shot was falling. He wanted to go and do things, um, but then kind of faded away as the game went on and on and on. But 18 points out of him, even if it's not the most consistent game across all quarters, it's enough to kind of help this team get the victory, and that's kind of what you need out of a lot of these role players. And look at it compared to the flip side with the Washington Wizards. you got a heroic performance out of Bradley Beal, 47 points, and no one did any anything else. And that's one of the big reasons that they lost. So New Orleans didn't waste a good performance from both B.I. and Zion Williamson. By the way, according to Andrew Lopez of ESPN, our good friend and friend of the show, first time both of them have scored 30-plus points in a game in their careers here in New Orleans, which is really under still 40-something games. But good to see them get that. Good to see the victory. Yeah, there's not a ton else you you really need to say in this one. It wasn't the the best win for New Orleans, but wins are still wins, and that is sometimes the most important thing. But the bad still matters, so we're going to look at that coming up here in just a minute before getting into some information on Bradley Beal. And do the Pelicans actually have a realistic chance at getting him? So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, car maintenance can be a little bit stressful, right? One, you've got to do all the work yourself. It's your vehicle. It's important to keep it running. But sometimes getting the parts is just difficult. You go to a chain store. They're going to have one kind of part. You're going to have to buy it. They're not even going to have to get it. In st- they're not even going to have it in stock. They're going to have to ship it to you. It's going to take a little bit. And then you know what? It may not fit your car. 
there's so many makes and models and trims out there that it can be kind of difficult for a chain store to keep everything in stock. But rockauto.com with their unique online catalog makes it easy to find every part available for your car at also the best prices. Look, I, I use them a lot. I work on my cars. I'm working on an older car. I like to keep things running. I enjoy doing the work myself. It's not too hard. And because I do that, I order a lot of car parts. I have a room filled with car parts right now. I have a radiator. I have a core support. I have a condenser, hoses, brackets, all of that stuff. If you totaled everything up and I bought it at a chain store, I'd have spent way more money than I did at rockauto.com. They probably saved me a couple of hundred dollars. The condenser alone was like a $200 savings compared to the chain store when I was trying to shop around and get the best price on it. Plus, they just make it easy. Their catalog, you click on the type, your, your, your model of car, the year, the make, all of that specific information. They're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck. You can choose the specific type of part you want too. Do you want the expensive one? The performance part, do you want the cheap one that just fits your budget? Sometimes that's all you need. And you know what? They have those options. Chain stores don't. So go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So we're covering everything you need to know about the Pelicans here, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Pete Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So look, it's a win for New Orleans, and that's exactly what this Pelicans team needed. 124-106 over the Washington Wizards, highlighted by two strong games from Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. But it's not all roses here, right? Like, a win is a win, so you, so you take that. But you also sometimes see wins that are good and wins that are bad. And to me, this kind of falls on the latter. Maybe any win right now is good for New Orleans, given where they've been. But this is... I don't know what the opposite of moral victory is, but whatever an op- the opposite of a moral victory is, that's kind of what I saw here. Sometimes you have losses, and you're like, I feel good about that loss. The team played hard. They showed some good things. Here it's like, okay, it's a win, but there's a lot of bad that still has me worried. And there was kind of a realization I came to, and I'm curious to hear if you all agree with me or not as we watch this game. So New Orleans is up big, right? Up by 20, seemed like the Wizards could pack it in and they could just kind of put this game in the refrigerator and that was going to be that. And then the Wizards came roaring back. The Pelicans dared other players than Bradley Beal to beat them. And you know what? Those Wizards players answered. But the Pelicans weren't making them take tough shots. This wasn't like, okay, we can live if someone else beats us as long as they're like playing out of their mind. A lot of these looks that they were giving the other Wizards players were really just practice looks. And so when you watch this defense in the second half and Bradley Beal was going off and he scored 24 points in the third quarter, it does still make you worry. And I think when you look at this Wizards team that only had 10 guys and no Russell Westbrook in this game, you should have just cruised all game. Like at no point should we have gotten stressed about this one. At no point should you have looked up at the score and been like, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's single digits. And got nervous about it and started to pay more attention. You should have been able to go to bed early, dear Pelicans fan. But you know what? They didn't make it that easy on you. And that's a concern. Yes, there's good. We want to take that into account. But as we look at this team over the long term and where they're going to go this season, 
I don't know if they're ready to get back into playoff contention or if it's like, okay, yes, this team can compete and they're capable of winning. This was a slog at times against the Washington Wizards, 10-man Washington Wizards with no Russell Westbrook for a team that's just getting back to playing after being off for basically two weeks straight. You should have you should have blown them out. The final score kind of shows that, but it wasn't like that the whole game, and that's a bit of a concern to me. Despite 32 points from both Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, you saw them and the Pelicans offense kind of hit skids where they just didn't seem to really know what they were doing. The Wizards threw a zone at them, which the Pelicans were able to break, and the Wizards threw it a couple of times. The first time they answered with an 8-0 run, so it shows they know how to play this, right? That was in the first half, but in the second half when the Wizards threw a zone at them, well, the Pelicans kind of crumbled to a certain degree and just tried to grind it out, and that's not what this team wants to do. They weren't playing with pace. They weren't playing with really any sort of pace of possession, and it was a lot of iso ball just trying to figure it out or posting Zion Williamson up. They're not going to win games by doing that. That is not how this team wins. So for them to kind of hit that stretch and, and get stuck in the mire to a degree and not really be able to break out of that for a while is still concerning. And that's why when I look at this, I kind of think of it as a bad win for New Orleans. The, the other thing that I think kind of ties into it is maybe the realization I had. Does it feel like to all of you that this is not really a team? It's a collection of individual players. Some of them are good in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, and some of them are not so good. But, you know, at this point, you'd like them to start kind of looking like a team, acting like they're on the same page for the most part, you know, the entire game. I just don't really see that from this team right now. They might grow into it. And look, it's a new head coach, right? You've turned the roster over a good bit. There's new starters out there. You had the shortened training camp and limited practices and not as much time to really hang out together during this season. Even on long road trips, you're kind of isolated due to COVID protocols and all of that. So maybe it's understandable that they don't feel like a team, but you know what? They still don't feel like a team. It's a collection of individual talent. Some of it's good, some of it's not. But it doesn't feel like a team like you just don't really see this this franchise, the Pelicans operating as kind of greater than the sum of their parts, which you'd like to see. It's probably too early to, to really declare that a huge deal for New Orleans just yet, but something to kind of keep an eye on this season. But I think that's kind of one of the big reasons why they've struggled, particularly defensively, where you do need to act like a team. Otherwise, you're going to give up those open three-point shots. You're going to lose Bradley Beal on backdoor cuts. How are you losing him? There's no one else you really need to defend. And that's some of the problems that I saw in this game that still make me concerned in the long term, at least this season, for New Orleans. So coming up, Bradley Beal. We saw his tremendous performance against the Pelicans last night. Is he a realistic trade target? I'm going to throw some cold water on this. I'm sorry, Pelicans fans. I know you all want him. Look, I want him too, but we'll explain why exactly coming up here in just a minute. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The Super Bowl is set. I am excited to bet on all of the different props. I even pick if it's going to be a run or a pass as the first play of the game. That is my absolute favorite one. 50-50 odds. They get really much better than that. So if you want to get in on the Super Bowl or any type of sports betting, there's only one place that has you covered and one place I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. They're going to have every prop bet for the Super Bowl. They've got 
all of the NBA lines for all the nights of action that we got here around the association and all of the prop bets you want. You think Zion's going to go off for 30 plus, which seems like a good bet right now. You can even bet on that too. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. and Don't forget, use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's like you've already won a bet right there. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. I eat one of these things every single day right before I work out. They're great as a meal replacement. They're great if you just want to try something different than the awful tasting protein bar that you're eating. They come in unbelievably delicious flavors. I've been telling you guys I've been digging on the mint brownie. tastes like mint chocolate chip ice cream, but it's a protein bar that's actually good for you. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. I just had someone tell me they throw them in the freezer to eat kind of cold, and it's almost like they're eating an ice cream bar or something like that. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're like nothing you've ever tried. Protein bars don't have to taste good. You're using them to get the protein, to get the low calories, but if they can taste good, why the hell wouldn't you eat the good tasting one? So go over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Give it a try. Order one box. And if you end up liking it, which you will, you can go back to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On again for another 20% off your next order. On Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week. Part two is up today with more stories about Kobe's intense competitive drive, his feud with Shaquille O'Neal, and the love he had for his teammates. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast. We played a clip of that for you all um, in yesterday's show because I thought it was honestly that good, and I can't wait to listen to part two. So subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. So wrapping up today's show, I do want to mention something from the game still, so we haven't moved on fully. I do want to mention Lonzo Ball left with an ankle injury. He did not return in the second half. And you know what? He did a very good job of limiting Bradley Beal. Offensively, it wasn't there. He's been in a lot of trade rumors recently, but he had a good defensive performance against Bradley Beal, at least slowing him down. That's not a guy you can completely stop, but doing a good enough job on him is certainly going to help a team win and to have a guy who's capable of doing it. And he was in this game until the ankle injury. Uh, I thought he's worth mentioning. We've been hard on him recently, still trying to be a little bit positive too. Um, but he was at least good defensively in this one. And you saw what Bradley Beal did in the third quarter when there was no Lonzo Ball. Worth mentioning, I don't know if it would have changed a ton about this, but certainly would have helped the Pelicans cruise to an easier victory than this game, uh, that the game should have been. So Bradley Beal went off just straight nuclear, and if you've watched him the past two games, he's been good, but the body language has been rough. Like, he, he looks, as we talked about on yesterday's show to a degree, like, he, he just wants out, man. He looks like a dude who just really is regretting a lot of the life choices he made and is like hit rock bottom and is like trying to figure it out. Dude just looks shell-shocked. This reminded me of some of the performances where, you know, you had Anthony Davis go off for 50 and no one else could do anything around him to help get this team a victory. It's not that far off from what's going on there with Bradley Beal in the uh, with the uh, Washington Wizards. He's been awesome. He's lighting it up. These are not like empty calorie stats. He's doing everything he can to try and will this team to a victory. And it's just not enough. 47 points for him on the night. 15 points off the bench for Garrison Matthews. 14 points uh, for Robin Lopez. Most of that work done in the first half. Just, just no help anywhere, basically. Like those are the two other dudes that scored. That's it. No one else scored in double figures. Jerome Robinson got somewhat close at eight. 
it just seems like he shouldn't be there. Like, the right thing to do, like, free Bradley Beal. There's there's so much subtext to that. Just get him out of there. And the Pelicans could use a guy like him, another guy that can kind of shoot, create offense, too. He plays somewhat of a kind of point guard, hybrid combo guard role. Um, and he'd be great anywhere he would go. He is, without a doubt, the top name on the trade market. But I don't think a deal for him is going to happen. Look, I want it. I want it just as much as you do. Okay, so I know I'm shooting down your fun and we get it on Twitter from you guys of like, come on, let us have this. It's not my job here. We don't live in a fantasy land. You want me to tell you as it is and my opinion on this because you trust me on this, right? Well, I just don't see it happening. One, the assets are going to take a lot. It's going to take more to get him than it costs the bucks to get Drew Holiday, but probably probably less than James Harden. So you're looking, Harden was four first round picks and four pick swaps. So maybe three and three, something like that is maybe what it would take. I don't know if New Orleans is willing to do that just yet. I think they're still really trying to kind of figure out this roster and what they want to do. And I don't think, and if you read David Griffin's comments in The Athletic somewhat recently about a number of things, that this team is really ready to be right there. I think he realizes this team is further away than we would like, and he's building with a long, long-term future in mind. And going all in on Bradley Beal right now just accelerates that timeline a little too much for what he thinks. And that's how you can run into some trouble. They did it with Anthony Davis. It was kind of all wrong. We heard that David Griffin wanted to kind of build naturally, let's call it, in Cleveland. And then LeBron James decided he wanted to come back and that kind of changed it. I don't think he wants to do that right now. I think he's got a vision for how he wants to build this team, knowing that it's not even remotely close to a finished product right now. And it isn't going to make that kind of move. And when you look at New Orleans, given some of the cap situation, basically right up against the luxury tax, and please do not pay the luxury tax for this team. You know, bringing in Bradley Beal, you're probably not going to send out more salary than you get back. That could be a problem, and it all of a sudden puts you into the luxury tax, which, again, the team shouldn't be doing. So when you look at this, I see the Pelicans being more sellers rather than buyers at the trade deadline. I think they'd like to try and move Eric Bledsoe. His name's come up in trade rumors recently. Maybe you can move on from anyone else on this roster other than Kyra Lewis Jr., Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, um, Zion Williamson and um, Brandon Ingram. There you go. I don't know how I forgot him. And really, it's just those two, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. I think they'd like to keep Kyra. I think they'd like to keep Nob, but I think they'd be comfortable moving anyone else, even including Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes. Kyra's probably untouchable just because you drafted him, but unless you get an unbelievable trade, yeah, you, you'll include him in that. But that's more if you're going to be a buyer, not a seller. And I see the Pelicans being sellers in this. J.J. Reddick's probably going to be gone. Lonzo Ball, if they can get some value for him, probably gone. The rumor out there is that they're asking for a significant return from him. And it's David Griffin leaking things to the media, trying to drum up value that probably isn't there. He likes to talk. It's kind of a thing. Um, so keep that in mind when you're hearing all of these rumors right now. But it probably means, and I'm sorry, I promise I'm sorry, that it's not going to be Bradley Beal coming to New Orleans. But hey, they got the win tonight. That's a big thing. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Better audio quality tomorrow, hopefully. Um, back to normal with the setup and everything. So we'll see how that goes. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for bearing with me for how the show sounded a little bit differently today. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow.